悪いけどこいつはいただいていくぜはい。Rachel. Hi. And Nathan. Hey. We're all together in a room. Risking death. Damn straight. Truth to power. We never stop. Doing the online podcast logistically is much easier, but I think doing them in person sounds better. So. Oh, it does. And it is, it's more fun. It's energy. It's energy. Energy. Yeah, like an STD. You want the energy with you. Sometimes it's worth raw dogging. Damn straight. You can't catch an STD online. You damn right. What fun is that if you can't risk death and potential burning sensations in your pee? You're hanging out with a bunch of koalas and get raging gonorrhea or something like that. <laughs> I asked a zookeeper about the gonorrhea that koalas get. I said, is it true that they get con- gonorrhea and then made an offhand joke about the sexual activities of a koala? And he goes, they don't get it from sex. I was like, you are no fun. <laughs> you are no fun. Thanks, Captain Killjoy. <laughs> so we're doing- He doesn't know the secret of yes and. Yes and- We're doing an episode in the month of May, so hence it is anime, where sometimes we'll do a live action adaptation of an anime movie or just watch an anime for funds. And here we are splitting the difference. Yes. So, you know, this is an animated movie, which we'll talk about in just a second, but obviously it's not going to have uh, stunts or anything like that. So, Isn't it? Well, not really. So we talk about other things. The stunts are working for a CG house and getting paid way too little money and working way too much. Yes. You're getting exploited. Exploitation <laughs> is a stunt. Mars knows all about it. Getting exploited as an actual stunt man. But yes, this is the anime celebration. Uh, our second episode in May, I believe, with our first one coming along with the fable that yeah, we've just is, done. Yeah, which I think based on a manga, right? Absolutely. Based on a manga. Has there been yes. an anime for. I don't know. I haven't fable? seen it, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Yeah, okay. Uh, this one, this movie that we're doing is called Lupin the Third, the First. It's Which, Showtime. Yeah. Is that, is that what it's called? That's what it says in the DVD. It's got two subtitles. My God. This is, this is twice the fun. Twice the uh, extravaganza that Lupin normally is. So, Lupin... Uh, we talk, we've actually done a couple of podcasts on Lupin the Third. Um, the last one we did was The Blood Spray of Goemon, which was uh, brilliant. And then we also did another episode of Blood Spray of Goemon, which was a commemorative episode to celebrate... Well, I shouldn't say celebrate to honor. <laughs> celebrate monkey punches death. <laughs> Fuck that guy. To honor. No, we in, love that man. In honor of uh, the, the manga creator, Monkey Punch, which is uh, a fantastic name and a sexual activity, I believe. Monkey Punch? No, sorry. That's a donkey punch. It's a different move. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Monkey Punch must exist as well. We could go and check it, but we're not going no, to. Don't look gonna. that up. Yeah, we never check our facts And not, not to be all... Uh, 
anal about it, but uh, oh, it's probably a bad word. In <laughs> but, um, it has something to do with the monkey punch. We didn't re-up. We didn't um, do another episode. We just re-uploaded an old one as tribute. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Tribute. I, I just put a new intro on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the greatest song in the world. It's not actually the greatest song. It's just a tribute. There you go. Yeah, you go. Uh, now, one of the segments you just mentioned earlier, Scott, that we don't do all of our segments all the time, and Nathan, you said that as well. So let's go back to our segment. For people who aren't into Lupin, don't know who Lupin is, and you want to sell them on this film, you're going to pitch this film to them. Uh, we'll start with Nathan. Nathan, how would you sell Lupin to somebody? Uh, it's like James... Well, it's a, he's a master thief. He's still shit. He's cool. He's suave. It's the 60s. It's like you take all the Bond stuff and you change the ratios of it all and then you put a big budget CG movie behind it. It's a, it feels expensive. This movie actually kind of feels a bit expensive. So I don't think they needed to be sold on it. I think you just... You just say that? Yeah, you go, yeah. you know what? It's Lupin. It's Lupin. Everybody knows what Lupin is. Rachel, can you add to that? Duh. I don't think I actually watched a Lupin film before this. This is your first Lupin? I think so. Holy shit. This is not a great introduction. No. You've never but seen... at the same time, it's fun. But I it's, it's a pretty good film, though. Yeah, it's good, but yeah. it's not. It's it's very by the numbers. It feels like it feels like a greatest hits almost. Like a, I feel like it's fine for like a general introduction. I can get there's a, a sort of thing between the characters that I probably could have more of a backstory. But I guess if I'd already watched everything else, I would know that. Yes. You never saw Cagliostro? Castle? No. no. Oh no. wow. Okay. All right. You should probably yeah, fix yeah. that. That's pretty good. You can sell. Yeah. So you can sell it to me then. The yeah. blood spray of. Goemon. like, but it's also got a series. Like, there's been a number of series over the years. Yeah, um, okay. It's about a thief. He steals stuff. He generally gets away with some. He obviously has money of some kind, but he never seems to make any money on the ones that we follow. Yeah, I guess they're more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, he always there's and they're always, okay. So in the movies, there always seems to be a damsel in distress, or a, 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 not a love interest because he's always interested in Fujiko. But Fujiko is like an on and off girlfriend. They have like an adversarial relationship to a degree. And then he's got his two bros. And who doesn't like bros? Bros before hoes. They've always got your back. Yeah. Scott, you want to add? Um, if you're just to describe this, pitch this. Um, but if you say you want to describe this as someone who hasn't seen Lupin before, um, kind of what, like what Nathan said, but a cast of characters say if you took the crew from, say, Journey to the West, like those five people. Very much Put them so. into a modern setting as these cast of rastabouts and misfits and all that that all stick together and but uh, thieves and have different, not like monkey magic or anything, but like, you know what I mean? Like a kind of a gang of people that are all wacky and weird and have their own things going on. I think monkey magic is actually very apt. I don't think it is. Uh, Lupin Lu- looks like a monkey. Uh, Lupin no. is very monkey-like. Mo- Lupin is monkey-like. But he is also pigsy like and sandy like. The other two dudes are not adding anything to that equation. He they are they are just his bros. Yeah, but they also they, they fit in with like an archetype, like a, a typical archetype you go, okay. Yeah, but get- they're not sandy or pigsy. Oh, well, Goemon's pretty sandy like and uh Jiggin is not pigsy. Jiggin is not pigsy, no. No, Jiggin Jiggin is the the, the voice of Jiggin actually what they are is they're a spectrum of one person. Yeah, Jigen, uh, Jigen is perfectly in the middle where most people should live. God damn it! One end is too stoic, too like I've got to do the right thing all the time, honor, honor, honor. And the other guy's like, I'm just having fun all the time. One's id, one's ego. Jigen right in the middle, perfect. Jigen right in the middle. So I'm correct. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fujiko is Tripitaka then. Fujiko uh, is not massive breasts. 
<laughs> Tripitaka with massive breasts. Tripitaka was not double crossing monkey every seven seconds. <laughs> I'm pretty sure monkey wasn't trying to get into Tripitaka's pants. Uh, for those listening at home, Tripitaka is supposed to be a man as well, <laughs> um, played by an attractive woman. Yes. Only if you're used to monkey magic. Yes. That's the only monkey magic anyone should be consuming. If you grew oh, up uh, and watched that show during the 80s, you're probably confused as a young man. <laughs> if you're our specific demographic and grew up exactly with us, you know exactly what we're talking about. Otherwise, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes, what the fuck indeed. What's your description there, Sam? My description is exactly, it's James Bond mixed with a bit of Austin Powers. It's, uh, it's kind of like if you went to university with a bunch of cool dudes. Obviously, one guy uses a samurai sword. One guy uses a gun. We're also sort of, we're lacking... We're lacking the reference points because back then there was there seemed to be a lot of stuff about like thieves and spies like yeah. during the sixties and seventies, like there was a whole like who did Pierce Brosnan play in that fucking remake movie? Uh, you talking about James Bond? No, 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 no. The other one that he did he did he do that other one? Yeah, like, Thomas yeah, Crown or yeah. whatever the fuck. A gentleman thief. Yeah, you know? the saint. All of that kind of shit. It's that somebody who steals for good. Well, you know, I'm kinda- literally Lupin. Yeah. Kind that's of going way on the back. same wavelength of Rachel here. So I've seen Castle of Cagliostro back in the day, and I've seen bits and know of Lupin the third, the character, but I haven't watched a full movie for a long time. Did you know what you didn't watch the Golden One with us either? Listen to the podcast. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> that's as good as listening to. <laughs> and it. I'm uh, watching it. A little bit of trivia here. Um, growing up in the '80s, we had one of those handheld little tabletop games, mm-hmm. like um, where the backgrounds have the uh, like a Tiger Electronics. Yes, but um, it was similar but different, and on it was. On the top of it, it had Lupin. And I thought that was the logo of the company that made it. Didn't know anything about it. And as I got older, I sort of was having memories about this thing. I was like, I wonder what that was. And looked it up. It's a Lupin the Third game. That's cool. So that's kind of cool. I'll show you guys a photo afterwards. And so I'm going to try and track one down. That's crazy. You want If you're going to watch Lupin, look, a couple of things you can expect from a Lupin film. It's going to be an exciting set piece, chase sequences. And this you, one you get like three. Yeah. You're going to get femme fatale, you know, like attractive women that are going to beat you up and kill you. Uh, not kill you, probably just steal your shit. Uh, you're going to get cool sidekicks, go on with his sword, jigging with his gun. And uh, a crazy rabid inspector, Zenigatsu. Kind of like, uh, he's playing, uh, who's that character, Clouseau? Inspector Clouseau, you know, from the Pink Panther? Sort of, he's... He's not as inept as Clouseau. No, he's not inept. Well, he kind of is because he never No, he is inept, but if he was just up against a regular thief, he would probably catch him. Yeah, but yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, yeah, Lupin is the master thief. Uh, So that's probably how I'd tell. I'd say, look, it's it's fun. It's an ensemble. Yeah, it's an ensemble piece. Funnily enough... um, Would you use the word romp? Yeah, I'd say romp, but I will say that of the Lupins that I've seen, the blood spray of Gomon was probably the most different in tone... Because that is dark. The I mean, listen to the, the title of the movie. I'm like, what the fuck is that? It is a dark. Still fun, because Lupin yeah. is a fun character. But, but it's, it's mainly about Goemon. And Goemon is not a fun character. You don't want to hang out with Goemon. So there's, there's, so there's the movies, which are well regarded. Most of them are well regarded. But there's also a TV show. And the TV show has been going off and on. I don't, think it's been stri- I don't think it's been going straight. But they do these parts. And the parts are generally pretty long. It starts out sort of being like small stories, kind of just wacky fun. I've never read the manga. I'm going to be honest with that. I've never even looked at it. But the show has dark chapters mm. and like fun chapters. And there's, I don't know which ones are which, but there's a bunch that are supposed to be real fucking dark. Yeah, right. So for those that haven't seen any Lupin and don't want know what we're talking about or don't care to Google it, just a quick like 
word association. So if Lupin and Fujiko are master thieves who are sort of in on on again, off again relationship, Jigen is a assassin, and Goemon is a assassin. But he's also <laughs> he's also like Jig, Jigen. Jigen is a sharpshooter. He's also like the voice of conscience. I would say. Most of the time, he's telling people, maybe we don't do this. This is kind of a stupid idea. And he's always the one that's grumbling. He is the straight man. And then Goemon is the straighter man. But he's also like dressed in traditional garb and carries a sword. Yes, he's dressed in traditional garb. He's named Goemon and he's like the 14th Goemon. Goemon was a thief back in the day, I think. I think he was boiling oil as a punishment. So he's also technically a thief, but he doesn't really steal in this. Well, he, he's uh, he's burdened with protecting Lupin. Yeah. Right? That's his goal. Yeah. So, they're sort of bodyguards for Lupin. And in the show, in the ones that I've watched, beep, beep. Jigen... So, Lupin sometimes acts completely independently of them. They're not always around. But if he, if one of them is going to be around, it's generally Jigen. And then sometimes Goemon's there. But in the movies, they all seem to always be there. Yeah, because they're fun. Yeah. They're fun guys. If you need a can opened, <laughs> Goemon's your man. <laughs> Uh, sticking with the theme of uh, trivia, Nathan, you you brought up a very good point because we were looking at the voice actors of this film. Oh, I was looking at the voice actors of this film and I saw the uh, the man who was voicing Kiyoshi Kobayashi. Sorry, he voices Jigen. And this man is 89 years old. And I thought, holy shit, like either he's really good and they got him for this film or Nathan, you mentioned maybe he's always done Jigen. Yeah, he might have always done Jigen. Yeah, absolutely right. 50 years this guy has been voicing Jigen. So, if anybody knows Jigen, it is this guy. So, I just want to do a shout out and a couple of quick points about Kiyoshi Kobayashi. Thank you very much, Mr. Kiyoshi. Um, obviously, best known for his role as Jigen Daisuke in the Lupin the Third series. He is the only member of the regular Lupin the Third cast to play his character in the film. All five TV series, all movies, and all TV specials. There's only one episode that he didn't do of uh, of Jigen, uh, but he has retired. As oh, this a, is it. Yeah, that's it. As a 21, he is no longer going to be voicing uh, Jigen. That's been handed over to Akio Otsuka. What's Akio done? What what series are they in at the moment? Akio Otsuka. I don't know. Thank you for asking that question that I was not prepared for. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but Akio is going to be taking uh, taking over. Now, uh, the new voice of Goemon is actually a, uh, another young man. Um, and he's taken over because the uh, original Goemon voice actor has actually passed away, sadly. And that's Daisuke Namikawa is the new voice of Goemon. Uh, Akio Atsuka was born in 59. So, shit, this guy is... Uh, what is he's he? also pretty old. He's also pretty old. But he's taken over as the voice. I guess Jigen has to be an elderly statesman. Gruff. He has to be a little gruff. To give you a little bit of perspective. That's interesting. That probably means early on, he sounded too young. <laughs> Unless he was born with like a gruff voice. Uh, no, I, I mean, I can't see. He's done Lupin the Third. Um, he did Lupin the Third for a dictionary, Napoleon's Dictionary. <laughs> I believe it was a dictionary. Cause, uh, oh, I think, that's, I think that's like a mini TV show, a TV miniseries. Yeah, all right. So, he's, he's no stranger to Lupin Oh, you mean it's not an audio book where he just reads a dictionary <laughs> to you? <laughs> Specifically Napoleon's Dictionary. Oh, man. Yeah. No, so, he's no stranger. But, um, but I mean, it's good that they're passing on the torch. Uh, Kanichi Kurita is also the voice of Lupin in this film, Lupin the Third, the first. What was the subtitle? 
It's showtime. It's showtime. Uh, Yamada Yasuo was the original voice actor, died in 95. Funnily enough, the new Lupin, Kanichi Kurita, has actually uh, voiced him the longest time, 28 years. He's voiced Lupin, so. That's a career. That's a lot of video games and TV commercials and stuff like that. Yeah, why the hell not? Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't have any other trivia for, for Lupin. I want to talk about a character, uh, Geralt, I think his name is. He is a, a Nazi. <laughs> he's, he's voiced by a guy called Tatsuya Fujiwara. And some of his films include Battle Royal, a couple of Death Note films, um, a couple of Rurouni Kenshin films that you guys have done. Yeah, right. Also a movie called Pokemon the Movie, Hooper and the Clash of Ages. And he's also done some TV shows, including one here called uh, Heaven's Coins 3. All right. Yeah, okay. That's all I got for that guy. And I thought uh, the the inspector, Koichi Zenigata, he's voiced by Koichi Yamadera. And I thought he did a great job. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Shouty. He's a shouty man. Also, um, the guy who voiced Geralt, he did the overdub for Stuart Little in the Stuart Little movie. No way. His voice is so gruff. He's got range. He has a very nundu, like a very uh, deep kind of stoic. I kind of want to hear Stuart Little with yeah. that voice. <laughs> Stuart Little's all like, get me my soup, woman. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. I gotta say straight up, uh, this kind of animation style, this CG anime style, I normally really dislike. So I went into this straight away going, hmm, looking at the DVD cover, but it kind of impressed me. Um, I think they really went out of their way to make the faces look very good. And you can see pores of skin and the hair looks great. So They're I'm, expressive. I went yeah. in negatively and I come out positive, so... Yeah, no, you're, you're bang on, Scott, because going into CG animation, I think hand-drawn animation, you can exaggerate much better. You ever seen the anime Redline and fucking body parts are being stretched and everything? And Lupin is a very expressive character. He's all wibble, wobbly and wiggly. His it's, arms are way too long. Yeah, yeah. He's like, like gangly. He's like a monkey. Um, and I thought, nah, CG, like, you know, the CG Tintin and all of that, I, I totally agree, but... They, this does have a little... I don't know if it's just like sort of the ambiguous age of everything, but... It's anachronistic. It doesn't belong in any time but it, period. But it felt a little Tintin. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a very romp. European to me. I expect yeah. this to be like, it uh, looks like a bad European anime. Like, no, just the style, not not the delivery. Mm. But I expect like some shitty cartoon that I'm watching on TV that I fucking hate with a really annoying like villain or something. What's that like? Well, you mean like Lupin? Big chin or something. I was right. trying to think well, of that horrible... Those guys all have big chins. That French, there's a French Oh, Victor wine. and Hugo. Victor and Hugo. Bungless Victor and Hugo Are you, are you thinking of that crime. Ladybug show I've seen once or twice? Maybe not. There's a few anyway that you can think of really <laughs> horrible European CG, but this is the style, but of course I don't hate it at all. It's actually quite good. Yeah. Sorry, Sam just sung the Victor and Hugo theme song. That's a weird French cartoon where the dog would run up the guy's pants leg and really stupid. Valencia, Valencia! What? Then we go, we, what? Yes, uh. <laughs> Police! <laughs> Also, uh, um, this box office uh, said about made about US two point eight two million, which is about three hundred million. I can't read that. How many? Yen? Lots of yen. Lots of yen. Only behind Frozen two, so it did pretty well. Holy shit! By January twenty twenty, it made about a billion yen. And uh, I just it, hope it was oh. successful, so they make more. It won some awards. Sorry? I'm just interrupting. The thing I'm thinking about is Lazy Town, even though... Oh, Lazy not, Town. Oh, it's not animated. <laughs> it's not animated. That's think, the guys with the, like, the gymnast and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so annoying. Yeah. Eat yeah. an apple! I can see why you might think it's CG, because those people are fake as fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's exaggerated and it annoys me. 
that's right. Basically. I love that show. Most things annoy me. At the 43rd Japan Academy Award, it won excellent animation work, which sounds like a fake made up. And also at the Hawaii Film Critics Society, which sounds made up, it won Best Animated Film. I can see. No, I could see that Japan might have like excellent an excellent animation award. They do a lot of animation. There's also a Best Animation Award, so I don't know if that's just like a runner-up prize. So excellent animation and best. Like good job award. I think the animation uh, was superb. The other than the fact that the the characters are caricatures, like cartoons, the textures, the CG, the effects are all top-notch. Yeah. Like amazing special effects. Really well done. Also, as you point out, this movie came out in 2019. For those who don't know. Yes. 2019. Uh, so, without further ado, do we have any more trivia? Should we get into the uh, the I, meat and potatoes? I don't that? really have any more trivia. Um, no, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Lupin the Third. This film is obviously a romp. It is an action adventure. And they usually do, with the Lupin film, they usually do a setup which kind of introduces the plot of the film, which in this case is a, uh, it's a Indiana Jones type yeah, it's Tomb it's, Raiding. It's a it's an Indiana Jones four type movie. Situation. Oh, it's not that bad. No, I, I think the premise is kind of that bad. It's fucking aliens, dude. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You actually, you know what? There are a lot of parallels there. Yeah. Them's aliens. Yeah. So I, I actually don't like that. But the actual start of this movie is some Nazis shooting the fuck out of some guy. The fact that he's got Nazis, you almost kind of that's classic, right? Like the bad guys are bad guys. Yeah. They're like undiluted. real bad guys. Undiluted. I actually thought it was almost the same as the uh, opening of Captain America, the first Avenger, where the Nazis want something and the guy that they want it from, he just goes, you're Nazis, I'm not giving you nothing. And then they shoot him. It's exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same. As of most films that Nazis are involved in. So I guess you can say it's set in the Showa period. So the immediate, the past villain is Germany and the Nazis. Who's the present villain? Now. No, the show during the Showa period. Themselves, I don't know. North <laughs> Vietnam, the communist motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. 1960. No, I think we something. came down on that. This was like 1968 or two or something. Something. Is it late it's 60s? In the late 60s, yeah. Is it late 60s? So right. obviously the the. You know what the enemies are? Hippies, bruh. Fucking yeah, commies. Right. <laughs> that guy's pants are too tight. Mind you, fucking Geralt's pants are fucking fitted. I told you to shave those sideburns. <laughs> there are a lot of crotch shots in this film, and there's no. Like, no noticeable bulges, and I was a bit disappointed. You're disappointed? No yeah. bulge? No bulges. Because they're some wearing some tight pants. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I don't know. Maybe Lupin's goes all the way down, so there would be no bulge. Lupin needs to sit down and have, like, a roast dinner or something like that. <laughs> very thin. <laughs> He's very thin. Also, he wears his... His clothes look well-fitted, but he's able to get in and out of them very quickly. You made a good point, actually, because of the high res of the textures, Nathan. You never realized that he's actually wearing a leather jacket. Yeah, I didn't know it was a leather jacket. As I opposed thought, to a dinner jacket. Yeah, like a, just a, you know, regular material. Like a blazer. A dress coat. Yeah. Well, I mean, his, so his jacket is shiny and leather. You can see from the textures. His pants are, are shiny also shiny. I'm not sure if they're leather, but they're definitely shiny. I'm assuming it's because to make him more slippery to get out of like being caught. He always has a, uh, a yellow tie with a tie clip. No, he doesn't. He doesn't always have that? No. So there's specific periods of Lupin where he changes the color of his coat and tie. Oh, for real? <laughs> what? Yep. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> and that's how you can that's how you can look at the different series. Sometimes he's wearing a green jacket, and sometimes he's wearing a red jacket, and I think there's a blue series. Shut up. Yeah. No way. I wonder if it's tied to the voice actor, maybe. I don't know. I know it's I think the first one is still like like they change in the seventies, I think. The first change is in the seventies. I'm pretty sure. I could be 
I'm right on the change. I'm wrong. I may be wrong on the time frame. There's a, there's a period does where the tie width also change with yeah. the fashion? Yeah, with the, yeah it's all no, wide no. tie. Tie, wide he, tie. Has a, he, he chose a look and he's sticking with it, just like the Nazi professor in this film. <laughs> Same haircut. I will say in this film, just to, so he's wearing black, black shirt, black pants. He's got a mustard yellow tie and a red jacket. Guess who else wears that motif? Monkey Magic. Oh, see? Coinkadink. Can I drop this microphone? Yeah, that's right. That is a succulent Chinese meal, my friends. <laughs> I see they know the judo very well. <laughs> Get there's, your there's, hand off my penis. There's a period where Lupin was wearing like a, a dark grey tie. It was a, it was a bad series, a bad, bad runner. He's had a hard time there. <laughs> Went back to the yellow tie after a couple of years in the wilderness there. I think other than the levers... I don't know that there's any other fashions that stand out in this film. Fujiko, Fujiko. changes a few yeah, times. She's got like a denim overall or something on. It looks kind of cool. Yeah. I, I mean, look, she's a busty femme fatale. So they have her in like a, a silk dress or something, um, which I suppose if you're going to have a femme fatale in like a Bond-esque film, part of the allure is the costume changes, I would think. Because um, Lupin doesn't change. Goemon doesn't change. Uh, Jigen- I'm still confused where she got the, the, the flight outfit. With, yeah. the high, with the high heel boots, instantly she was instantly able to change. Well, no, do we agree that she took her dress off in front of Lupin? and yes. she was naked in front of him. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And then found like fitted clothes. Yeah, exactly in her size with exactly her shoe type. I thought for a minute hot that she knocked out the guards and was changing to the their uniform into the guards' uniform. But that guard was huge. He was a bit meathead. Yes, and they didn't show him like tied up naked with his you know pants around his ankles somewhere. Like yeah, but yes, I don't know. Fujiko, I think... Oh, actually, also the other uh, female character. What's her name? Letitia. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds like a rapper. Is, is that a rapper? Letitia? Letitia? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Nathan, just for everyone listening at home, Nathan has shown me the various attire, accoutrement, that uh, Lupin wears throughout his career. And you're absolutely right. There are color changes throughout yes, his career. Yes, and they mean things. Is that a BuzzFeed list? Lupin's no, top, top, on, top 10? On <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll trust you, Nathan. Thanks. Because I'll, yeah, I'll I, trust I like to be you. trusted. Yeah. Is there a goth Lupin? Like, do you have 80s he's, face? He's always yes. so skinny. That's the one the marker face. Yeah. <laughs> around his eyes. That is, this movie is a lot of fun. Um, and what, what Rachel's kind of talking about is Lupin and... Is it Zenigatsu? Zenigata. I think. Zenigata have a antagonistic relationship. Obviously, the inspector wants to catch Lupin. But when they do... It's a Wiley Coyote Roadrunner situation. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, meep, meep. Do you want to describe the, the, the face marking scene? I didn't understand why he was so pissed off he had to draw in his face. But sure, that's a great He's been chasing him for years. Yeah, it's just a gloat. It's like, yeah, I got you now. I'm going to draw on a goatee and like those eyelashes on his face. It makes me want to do it to somebody. Also, I, I thought it looked pretty good like in with the CG. It looked like something was drawn on someone's <laughs> yeah, face. Yeah, that's right. It didn't look like, like a beard or anything. No, else. no, no. Yeah. It looked good. That was good. And Lupin's face is so expressive that he's just kind of like... Yeah. But yes, so the, the film, uh, it all centers around a, uh, an old professor, a book, um, that he has hid inside a very serious plot device, uh, an actual locking device. It's like a, a chastity belt. For this diary. <laughs> it's a chastity belt for knowledge. Yeah, yes, exactly. And it's got like, you know, a built-in explosive. So, you got to have the key. You got to do a special like, you know, riddle and stuff and to open this thing. And it's obviously an antique. No one's been able to do it. And the, uh, the grandfather is the one that designed the, that wrote in the book. Using ancient alien technology that would provide limitless power 
for humanity, but he was afraid it would go into the wrong hands because with limitless power also comes limitless destruction. So he said, <laughs> well, fucking, I can't trust peoples because people suck, uh, as the Nazis proved by shooting him dead. I have a question. Yes, Nathan. Quick question in the back. In the front row. Uh, I, in did, the back row. I raised my hand. Um, <laughs> if he found it first, why didn't he use it first? Why didn't he use it for Did he not trust power? his own was abilities? Was he being chased while he was developing it? He was very old. So he quickly but he had time to write a big book and then develop that very intricate mechanism to keep the book safe. Well, no, that was Lupin the First. Yeah, no, but he must have done it in concert with Lupin the First. Yes. And Lupin the First was in that place with him at some point. Why didn't Lupin decide? Lupin the First decide, yeah, I'll turn the machine on. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they hadn't found a way to harness the energy. Maybe Elon Musk hadn't been born yet. It's like the one ring. Yeah. You can't you trust throw it. Well, then why didn't they throw it into Mount Doom? <laughs> Maybe they thought it would be good for humanity. Why are you asking these questions of me? I, just need, I, I need to ask you specifically these questions, Sam, because you're in charge of everything. Okay. Well, let me answer you truthfully. Yep. I don't know. It's a good romp is why. It's a good romp. It's a good romp. <laughs> you're damn right. Sometimes a romp is more fun, more... Exciting. Sometimes it's the journey, not the destination. That's exactly right. <laughs> the real winner is Sometimes friendship. Sometimes you just need a MacGuffin. <laughs> you just need a story. And this is what triggers the whole chain of events. Because Lupin's trying to steal this thing that's somehow related to his grandfather, Lupin I. And the girl, who is the granddaughter of uh, Bresson, is the uh, original professor. I want to say Luke Bresson, you know, the famous movie director. But, um, Isn't that Besson? Besson. Yeah, Besson. Yeah, it is Besson. Besson. It's a play on words, Nathan. Can't be the same. Well, I, I thought he was cancelled. Luke Besson? Yeah. Oh, no. What about Paul Masson? I don't know. Uh, it's an uh, awesome Wells joke there. Ah, the French champagne. That's a wine joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 shit, we've gone highbrow. Google gone from a beer podcast to a wine podcast. Google drunk Orson Welles. And you, it's <laughs> fantastic. I'm going to put a clip in here. So, fuck. Um, <laughs> going back a step. So, this whole plot is great. I'm not, I'm not trying to detract from the plot. I'm not trying to like throw monkey wrenches in it as much as I possibly can. I know why I'm here. I'm here for car chases. I'm here for shooty shoots. I'm here for like... Like sexy femme fatales and like jokes and slashing. It's and you are not disappointed. Sense. I'm not disappointed at all. But Lupin set this whole thing up in the beginning by posting fake Nazi photos of Hitler. No, he didn't. That was Interpol that did that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Interpol and, and Lupin didn't want to catch Nazis. That's not what he, he just wants the diary. He was saying that when uh, Geralt finds out that the photos of a now alive Hitler are fake... Uh, it is Lupin that says, no, Interpol been doing that because, shit, what a great way to catch Nazis by sending fake okay. photos of, so, of Hitler. Okay, so that's cool. Why is why is the evil professor, I can't remember his name, sorry. Lambert. Lambert oh, yeah. and Geralt working together. Because uh, well, I, th- I, th- I thought Geralt was financing the whole thing because he's got that fancy suit and shit. Correct. But I don't think that's true. Well, Because uh, I thought he was getting funded by the Nazis, but he's just a fanboy. No, Geralt is... I mean, he works... So, the, the Nazi wannabes, they operate out of that... Um, the center, what is it called? The... Aaron... Aaron... Hurt or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Um, and they want, it, they want to revive Hitler or Hitler's Third Reich, I guess. Uh, so, they are funding it. And Lambert, Lambert, Christopher Lambert, <laughs> he is a... He's not a Nazi, please. He is a professor of uh, archaeology. Oh, so he is still... He one is of those, a professor. Oh, no, Lambert... Yeah, but what about Geralt? What the fuck is he doing around? 
Well, Geralt is the he's the one that is uh, regulating Lambert to make sure. Oh, so he right works thing. for that organization. Yes, okay. That's correct. I missed that. That yeah, I, I missed that too. Just, I didn't realize he was working for that organization. Yeah. I thought he around. was like. For most of that, I thought he was actually in contact with the Nazis. No, no. So he works for that organization. And then when he got a, a radio call from them later. Thank you, Sam. That yeah. didn't make any sense to me for a You're while. That's what I'm here for. I literally thought that's what was funding it. I thought he was in with the Brazilian Nazis and he was helping because of that. That is what I'm here for, is that's to correct confused. your misconceptions about this story. <laughs> Thanks, man. Writers at home, Asian Action Cast, Gmail, Twitter, Instagram. Any questions you have Maybe about not the, Twitter. Third, the first? Maybe not Twitter. Yeah, we ain't using Twitter no more. It just says, I just posted a photo. I just posted a photo. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, that, that's, our, that's our little uh, protest. Uh, oh, yeah. Against Twitter? Against Elon Musk? Against Twitter. Oh, okay. I don't use Twitter anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't use Twitter either. Can I say, uh, Mike gave us his Blu-ray and he gave it a thumbs up. So. It's not Mike bad. Mike did give us a thumbs He did have one comment that uh, I will share with you right now. Go. Which is that he thought that Fujiko is possibly the least sexy. Fujiko? Fujiko in this film than in other media. I would say that is true too, but I think it's very hard to do CG correctly and make it look like it's hard to, it's easy to make like a realistic CG person kind of hot. I think it's hard to do both do the character design justice and make them hot in CG. Well, she had big boobs and she even did pouty face at one yeah. point. Yeah, she was good, but I get what Mike's saying. Like, well, they can't, I don't know that the animators can animate sexy because. They can it's, animate cute. The like yes. offside girl was very cute. Can animate cute, but I don't think they can animate sexy. Can I give you an example of that that goes the reverse way? Yes, please, Scott. <laughs> reverse so, sexy. <laughs> the live-action first movie of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, April O'Neil, not that great. The Carter in April O'Neil. Are you talking about Sarah Michelle Gellar? <laughs> no. Huh? Oh, you talking about the car- the actual original with yes, uh, yes. with Uncle Phil as the Shredder? Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar is fucking April O'Neil in the uh, TMNT. TMNT. What? Yeah, CG film. Oh, CG film. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking. I thought I thought in the new live actions it was what's no. her face, the Fox Lady. Me. Yeah, no, no, no. Isn't no. It f- what's her name? Megan Fox. Yeah, yeah, the one that is going real weird with Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> this is not for this podcast. Let's move on. Yes, but you're right, Scott. The <laughs> '90s cartoon uh, April O'Neil. What's it? You know why? Big groups. They, but they had the jumpsuit, the tight jumpsuit down pat. She was wearing a yellow, yellow like a rain jacket. You damn right, April O'Neil. Anyway, sorry, I just <laughs> what two D's better than three D? <laughs> Double D. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, I, I will got, say, I got, I I will say she was very cute in that flying outfit. I was like, damn, girl, you got a button it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got that badonkadonk. <laughs> <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. Anyway, my rap career hasn't taken off. Lupin the third. So, <laughs> the uh, diary is being stolen backwards and forwards and we get uh, the first car chase sequences after... Zenigatsu, Zenigata, Zenigata. I, thank you. Well, I know we're not going to go. We're probably not going to go through this blow by blow. I think no. we should hit. I think we should hit those things. But I did. I did want to point out there's this bit where, um, like, Letitia. It's not Sha. I'm pretty sure Letitia. Anyway, it's not important. The the girl. I'm just going to call it the girl. The offside girl. The one that's in this movie. <laughs> call there's big, always one. Can, can you call a big L? Big L. She's big L. <laughs> we could call her Bresson. Yeah, 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 call her Bresson. Okay, Bresson. Um, she steals it like she doesn't want to, but she's being used by her adopted grandfather, who is Lambert. That? Lambert. It's a big fucking fuck clusterfuck. Guilting anyway. her into it. Um, she steals the book and escapes, and then Lupin steals it from her. I have no idea what her plan was. Did she? She was just going to go back to her own apartment, right? Yes. 
That seems really not a, like a smart move. Well, I, I don't think it's a very sophisticated because they didn't think Lupin was involved. This was a very small time operation. And then Lupin's obviously been involved. They just want the diary. They didn't yeah. think anyone else was after it. She's right? an archaeologist. She wants to be an archaeologist, right? She does. She wants to study history. And- Do you want a creepy YouTube video on how to pr- pronounce Letitia? Yes, please. Uh, let me see if I can bring it up. All right. For all our listeners. I'll, I'll, put, I'll, put, I'll put the sound in here if I can find it. So, Did you hear that? Letitia. 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 That is not how they said it in the show, but they're Japanese. Bresson. That's a really creepy robot voice, so I don't know. Stephen Hawking Letitia. telling us how to pronounce Letitia. It's like French, so I don't know. Okay. Bresson. So it starts in Paris. Yeah, you can tell because there's an Eiffel Tower in the shot. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised someone didn't walk past with like baguette, baguettes falling out of their... <laughs> <laughs> so they're on the rooftops. Um, Lupin gets captured, but he kind of wants to be captured, I think. And she jumps off a building with a with a cool looking silk parachute. She escapes. She's got the book. Does she have the book? Yes, yeah, she has the book. Um, but it's like this is the thing about all these Lupin movies. Pretty much the whole character is it, it feels like he's not just one step ahead. He's like seven steps ahead. Yes. He expects this to happen. He expects that to happen. He, he's bugged her. We find out later on that he bugged her in that inter- interaction. He meant to get captured. He knew he was going to escape. And all I can think of is. With one wrong move during that escape plan, you've killed like seven cops. They're definitely going to shoot you in the head next time they see you. They're not going to let you get away again. But that's the beauty of Lupin. uh, And it's always been my bugbear with Batman as well, is that Lupin is an incredibly good plot device, his ingenuity, (laughs) because you can make him as foolproof as you want him to be. Uh, But the problem is if you do that too much, when he fucks up, you don't believe that he's fucked up. No, because he never has. That's right. It's like Batman. Batman sworn an oath never to shoot anyone, never to kill anyone. There is no fucking way he hasn't broken somebody's neck accidentally. No yeah. way. So it, it, is, it is a literary... I assume that Batman just doesn't assume he's killed anyone. That's uh, how he if, lives with it? If, if, if he specifically doesn't instantly kill them. Like, yeah. if they bleed out later, it's not his fault. <laughs> if they fall off a building, it's the gravity that did it, right? Yeah. It's not him. That's how he justifies it to himself. Yeah, yeah. I've never killed if, anyone. If, I, if he punches someone so hard that they get a heart arrhythmia and have a heart attack, not his problem. He not didn't do that. Problem. That's their diet and exercise, lack of diet and exercise. I could have sworn oh. Fujiko broke someone's neck on the, on the plane or something like that. She, doesn't she knock people like... Yeah, she did. I'm yeah. pretty sure she killed that guy. Yeah. Again, in the, in, I've seen these guys kill a lot of people. So I don't know. But in this, they're really PGing it up. But they're Nazis. I mean, the guys, they're killing the Nazis. So that's okay. Yeah. It's not, well, it's never okay to kill anyone, children. Poor Hans. But Nazis, you know. Tolerant for the intolerant. Yes. Anyway. That's yes. Um, <laughs> so, we go on to the fact that... Are they on a, a, a Zeppelin? Yeah, oh, no. It's a, a big plane. It's just a big plane. It's a big plane. Um, so, Lupin gets saved from Zenigata by Goemon and, and Jigen in yep. a car. And it's pretty cool. You're introduced to the characters. Uh, Jigen shoots three bolts out of a sign and makes the, the van that uh, Lupin is in... Do a fucking flip and then Goemon cuts it in half. Goemon, all you ever see a Goemon cutting shit is him leaping in the air and then his hand on the hilt and then it's just a series of just white slashes and then he lands somewhere, smiles at the camera and shit just falls apart. Yep. Which is exactly how and it And no be. one ever dies. <laughs> on screen. On screen. <laughs> oh, that's not true. If you watch Blood Spray of Goemon. Oh no, a lot of people die. I'm talking about in this particular <laughs> yeah. movie. Yes. He cuts a car in half and the two parts of the car are still driving. Kind of like, what's that Australian Malcolm. film? Malcolm. And the two halves <laughs> of the car are still driving. 
Like that shit is brilliant. And I love the way that Lupin escapes is he basically, because he's all tied up. Mm-hmm. He's hog tied. He just jumps out, right? He just jumps. But he does like a fish dive into the, the sunroof of the little, yep. whatever car that they're driving. Fiat. Looks like a Fiat. Yeah. Yeah. They always drive like a shitty little bomb that's yeah. just really zippy. That's a European thing. Small cars that are zippy. Yeah, so they escape, but Lupin knows where she is. So she, while she's like sort of talking to the Grand Dead going, I need to get out of here. I've got the book. Let's go. Let's do the thing. Lupin's right there. And then Lupin gets captured. And then... In, in, in quotes. Yeah, in captured. quotes. Oh, Fujiko got the book, by the way. She got it out of there in a helicopter. That's right. And she gives it to Lambert and yeah, Geralt. So she, yeah, they had it set up so that she would steal it from the only the same people that they were st- that they had stealing it. Well, they captured her. That, that doesn't make any sense. I don't remember now. Did she give him honest. a fake one though? No. No, she gave him the real one, but they captured her because she had left a tracking device and they're like, oh, you're going to double cross us. So they, they captured her and just tied her up oh, in the hangar. Right. And she yeah. winked. But going... Just, again. Answer, uh, I'll answer your question. No, I don't Nathan. want you to answer it. I just... <laughs> Tell Uncle Sam your problem with this film. <laughs> Letitia has the book. She is working for them. It is stolen by Fujiko. Who is working for them? They were going to get the book either way. Why did they steal the book and then need to pay that lady? Well, because maybe Letitia couldn't get it and they needed to have somebody else. As a backup, you As think? a backup, but yeah. She literally stole it from her. It doesn't matter because they captured her anyway. <sighs> they didn't have to pay her. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah. That's right. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope Uncle Sam has solved your problem there. Yeah, it's a dumb, it's a dumb situation. Okay. All right. And Rachel on. just mentioned that she winks at the camera. Like. Yeah, she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See that that is trying too hard to portray sexy. That's that's not how you animate sexy. She she's seduced the guards and I the do cop like when she pokes her tongue camera out and us. <laughs> What'd you say, sorry? I do like when she pokes her tongue out. It's just a little. Mm. I miss, must have missed that. Yeah, it was very, very small. I was too busy laughing at the audacity of winking at the audience like that <laughs> in, like you, <laughs> in a cartoon movie. <laughs> it was a very small tongue poke. You couldn't eat ice cream with it. Like, mm. okay. Mm. You couldn't taste it. <laughs> um, so Lupin uh, somehow infiltrates this plane. I don't know how he gets they, on the plane. She, he goes with them. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So he's on the plane. And there's a lot of no, exposition. No, no, no. They, they sneak in, but they know they're sneaking in. She's told them that they're going to sneak in. They get in the food. Yeah. They go to pick up the food once a week. They get on with the food. She she leads them in there, but she's working with them. So yeah. But and he knows. It's <sighs> they all know. Everybody knows everything. There's a they lot. They know of, we know that they know that we know that they know. They don't care. But they don't care. But they they there's a lot of exposition about what the diary means. All this. Eventually, they get it open, um, and then Lupin goes, "Okay, well, I know you're there." So <laughs> let's, just get it, let's just get this over with. Let's get it done. And that's a, a Lupin ends up being tied next to Fujiko in the hangar. And of course, Fujiko gets out of it by using her female wiles to go. Oh, I don't actually think that was female wiles. I literally think that was mind control. Mind control. <laughs> Fujiko. Mind Fujiko, control. I'm pretty sure is a mutant. Yeah. She yeah. can control things with her mind. Yeah. Because she, all she does is go, hey, aren't you attractive? And he goes, yeah. just walks over like a fucking zombie. Yeah. That's like my experience with women. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And then she breaks his neck. Actually, she doesn't break his neck because later on he's shooting a gun. So he lives. Yeah, that's true. She doesn't kill him. And, and actually, uh, Lupin gets out as well. As well? As well. As well. Um, <laughs> Lupin gets out as well and knocks him out with his shoes, which I assume are very hard. hard I assume shoes. they've got weapons in them. I, um, yeah, I guess so. 
Springs so. or something? Yeah. How else is he running so fast? He's fucking Inspector Gadget. Man's yeah. Bobby. There's one thing that uh, I don't know whether it was uh, Hayao Miyazaki that popularized this. But Lupin has a thing that he does where if he is either in water or in the air, he can propel himself by doing a, uh, like, like a breaststroke. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a thing that he does is he propels himself in air doing breaststroke and he does it like maybe two or three times in this film. It's hilarious. It's very well animated, uh, but very unrealistic. <laughs> like how we're, our problem with this is like, it'd be so noisy. They're just talking to each other pretty casually as they're falling down. It's like, it'd be like more like... How fast do you fall out of a, a plane anyway before you need a parachute, before you go splat? I don't know. They're, they're at terminal velocity. They're definitely dead. <laughs> yeah. Also, you, you're talking about the... Uh, Fujiko using a female wiles and the dude being a zombie is like that that wouldn't work on me you know why no one ever told me I'm retractive oh, <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't believe you <laughs> that's impossible <laughs> sorry go on. That, that's, that's more likely to work on you no it's Fuji- not so, huh? so Fujiko is more about you guys <laughs> I was about to carry yourself yeah Fujiko is a uh, a teen wet dream kind of thing, right? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, every part of this film appeals to some demographic, right? Like Lupin appeals to people who are like girls and guys who are into guys who are just like funny and but really good at something, at one thing, right? Ragamuffins. Ragam- Is that what they're called? Rapscallions? Rapscallions better than ragamuffin. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but I, I don't know if it's true, but... Ragamuffin feels racist. I don't like the word ragamuffin. I think you think it was some kind of doll or something. <laughs> no, I remember ragamuffin. Am I, am I not wrong there? I'm not calling like him a gollywog or something. Am I racist ragamuffin? No, no, I don't think ragamuffin. It's a, it's a, it's a British thing, I think. Yeah. So it's inherently racist. <laughs> <laughs> you need to stop reading Reddit. Uh, that's a slag. It's British people. All right. Um, yeah. What if I call you just a muckmuffin? Would that make better? A what? <laughs> what? Somebody say start, KFC. Start the uh, sponsorship segment now. Yes, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, GYG you, sponsor us. You can talk about the cup noodle. Yes. You know, I was uh, just as a. I'm digressing here, but we drove past <laughs> the GYG, and my kids were like, "What is that? What's what's Guzman and Gomez?" And I said, that is the official food of the Asian action cast children. <laughs> and I explained to them in, in luscious detail what a burrito bowl was. And they were like, well, I want one. I said, you could have one, child. You could have one. <laughs> what if you take your cup noodle bowl in there and you say, can you fill this up with burrito bowl? I fill my cup noodle Like, like a keep cup if you go get a coffee or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, extra salsa, please. We'll get back to the cup noodle. Keep that in your mind. Cup noodle, we'll come back to that. A cup noodle. All right. Following on. So, Fujiko has escaped in a plane. Lupin and Leticia... Leaves Lupin behind, by the way. That's their kind of relationship. That's her thing. Yeah. 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 Because she knows that he can make his way up. Or she just doesn't particularly care that much. Possibly. Possibly. I assume these two have never boned. I, actually, I think they might have. Oh. But I'm going to set that aside for a second. Which video? I, where did you find that, that video? Well, <laughs> I've never seen it. I don't think it's been on screen, but there's definitely been... Times where they've been high and drunk together and naked in rooms for days and days at a time. So Ew. I assume they've been fucking. Have you been trolling through deviant art or something? Like no, that? no, no, no. That's uh, in the blood spray of uh, Gormon. They're very comfortable with each other. Uh, there's a there's a scene where they're all hiding. They're hiding out in a room and there's just weed and drugs and drink everywhere. I assume they're not having sex in that particular one because Jigen and Gormon are there as well. But. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's something you think might be on and off again. You think looking at Jigen and Gomon going, uh, uh, 
could you fuck off? <laughs> uh, what was the crowd, girl? <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Shit, that was going to. Uh, the thing I was going to say is that I don't think she would be into him if he couldn't get himself out of it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's the appeal of him, isn't it? Yeah. Otherwise, he's just a regular guy. Yeah. He's the guy that you kind of go, yeah, let's see you get out of this one, right? Yeah. He's like Houdini. That's the appeal. And that's uh, what she likes about him. Yeah, yeah. So, she leaves him high and dry and actually... I did think she was pretty cool when she grabbed that big fucking gun. Yeah. And just started shooting it. That was point. a big gun. And she didn't give a fuck either. She was just shooting everywhere. Yep. And Lupin's avoiding the bullets um, as he does. But he doesn't leave immediately. He actually goes up to uh, eavesdrop on and Lambert and Geralt's. And switch the books. Correct, yes. Uh, which you find out later. He actually steals both of the keys and the book uh, because they're actually about to throw Letitia out of the plane because uh, Geralt goes, prove your loyalty to, to the, the Third Hitlers. Reich. Yeah, throw this, throw this woman out of the plane. And Lambert shows, uh, I guess, a bit of remorse and goes, eh, sorry. Um, and then they throw out of the plane. And that's when, because uh, Lupin is actually a, he's a knight in shining armor. Like he is a sucker for the damsel in distress. I think there's, I don't know if there's one in every series, but there's, I think there's one in every movie. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I think um, there is a damsel in every movie. Well, that's Lupin. No, yeah. that, that's part of his thing is, yeah. you know, he is swayed by... Slightly, a slightly, either a child or a slightly younger woman. And it's not a romantic thing mostly. No, it's not a gross thing. Like, it's not, he's, he's not after, like, carnal desire. He's usually imparting some kind of, like, growth knowledge, I guess. Which leads me to believe that maybe as a child he was abused or he was... Like, he had a hard upbringing, and maybe he is looking for a way to improve other people's lives. Maybe. Or, or, maybe he's just, <laughs> or maybe he's just out there for a good time. No, well, it's more than that, because he doesn't just kind of go, well, that was fun. See ya. He kind of goes, you know, like, y- you're amazing. You know, like, sending off her thesis to the university she wants to... That, that is a thoughtful person. When did he have time to do that? Ah, oh, fuck, I don't know. He's gotta, very good at many things. He probably multitask. Yeah. I got to jump in with some breaking here. So. Please, oh, breaking news! Ragamuffin, ragamuffin is means a says so a person, usually a child, in ragged, dirty clothes, like a street urchin. All right, but so in, it's ja- in Jamaica, dirty in Jamaica, a ragamuffin is someone who's like a a street tough. Oh, see that that's the definition that I heard in high school. Is like a street a, tough, a roughneck or a street tough. Also, if you keep if you Google ragamuffin, you come up with the, the ragamuffin music festival, which is uh, in Australia, and New Zealand, from two thousand eight to two thousand eleven. So there you go. So everybody's looked like dirty clothes at the ragamuffin festival or something like that. Oh. I assume it was a, a rasta thing, right? You are correct. That reggae. That, that logo wow. has uh, palm trees and a lion on it. So yes, yeah, yeah. Not to be confused with a reggae muffin, which is just muffin with weed in it. Do you want another lineup? No, no hey, I, I, hey, let's no, not digress. Hey, hey, one, just one. All right. No. You, you be 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, go on. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> Lupin the Third. Now, okay, let, let's skip a whole bunch of bullshit. Uh, there is a fantastic air chase sequence, though, uh, with Fujiko in her biplane. Yes. Being chased by the Spruce Goose. <laughs> I don't know what kind of plane it is. It's like, it's like a, a, four, a four-engine propeller... It's a motherfucker. It's very heavy. It if that was looks, yeah. looks huge. Yeah. Flying fortress looking thing. Yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. And uh, the only way that they actually get shot and stranded in the desert. And the only way they get out of it is that uh, Lupin calls Zenigata who comes and picks them up. Yeah. And then a, they do switcheroo. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the whole premise of the film is kind of explained. There is alien technology which controls gravity, limitless energy, but can also be used as a weapon. Uh, basically, a huge atomic bomb. And uh, has one benefit over an atomic bomb. I don't think it has any radiation. Correct. Yes. It's like a black hole. So it doesn't. It doesn't leave you with wasted land. Essentially, just vaporizes it. Makes yeah. a hell of a mess, though. Oh yeah, it's loud. It's loud. <laughs> um, it's gonna. It's it's gonna. It's going to get your sound system working. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Uh, so Lam- Zimmer shit. <laughs> Lambert has figured out how to use it, but he's gone mad with power and says, well, shit, I could rule the world. And Geralt's like, no. That's for Hitler. Yeah, that's not for you. Uh, and I don't know why Lambert feels all this power because he's just an old dude essentially playing like a DJ on this alien disc. I, I want the nine. <laughs> we, g- g- give me the nine. I know I do that joke nine. every time, but that's what it is. Um, it reminds me of every time. And Geralt reminds Lambert that he is an old man by picking up Lambert and throwing him <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> so, uh, obviously... And he burns the book, too. He burns the book. Instantly. It just yeah, Lambert, catches flames. All like this it was, in front like of... Like it was made of acid, like, like sulfur or something. All this in front of Letitia, a.k.a. Bresson, as well. She's, yeah. she's there the whole time. And she's learnt by this point that she's who she is and whatever. Yes. So they've got this incredible power, uh, this incredible weapon. Letitia is obviously very upset and there is an internal power struggle. But Letitia tries to destroy the ship, but she can't. And funnily enough, Lambert, well, not funnily, but... I, I, I do want to... There's a funny joke there because they, they shoot it off. So the bad guy tries to blow up Lupin in the, the helicopter, but they escape. But then she tries to blow up the alien ship with the same with the black hole weapon and it doesn't work and, and the whole thing looks like a penis is like you can't go that quick <laughs> yeah you got to give at least five minutes <laughs> i got to drink i got to drink some milk just give me a minute <laughs> i got to go somewhere for a while just give me a sec all right uh so yeah we find we find Renee Zellweger, out Renee Zellweger. yeah so <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> it's a family guy joke um <laughs> <laughs> so so um there's also one other thing I wanted to, to point out that they've got to get through these traps in order to get to the thing and they essentially the bag the same thing that happens in all of these video games TV shows movies everything the good guys do it and the bad guys just follow along like the traps are unset once they get through I don't think that's how these traps work I think these traps would kill killing people because they don't push a button to stop it at the end right yes that's true yeah but number two there's that really good scene where the first bad guy goes hey you go walk up there check it and he just gets crushed into fucking nothing and it's real gross yeah Hans this is the Hans. tomb, the tomb of the alien uh, technology, right? It's like Geiger-looking shit, but not organic. Imagine this is the third act of Indiana Jones and the Temple. No, not the Temple of Doom. Uh, the Last fourth Crusade. One. Last no, Crusade. The, oh, you think Last no. Crusade? Last Crusade, because they have to go through the trials of God, essentially. Yeah. And so as they go, they use their various technology. No, sorry, their various ingenuity. So Gorman has his meteorite blade, mm-hmm. right, which is forged from alien technology because it's unbreakable. Turns out. Same technology enables them to activate a space Nano- bridge. A space Nano- bridge. Yeah, nanobridge. Nanobridge. And Gohan's just like fucking using my sword for such a unholy purpose, you know, like such a, a basic purpose. Um, and then Lupin managed to go through a hallway of essentially death lasers um, using just incredible acrobatics. The animation on this is him spinning, twisting, jumping. It's great. Somersault. It is incredible. And he is dodging lasers left, right, and center in style. Uh, he's using essentially what is a wrist... Ha- oh, no, like a wrist... Uh, it's a Fitbit with a grappling r- hook on grapple. it. Wrist grapple. I'll say it's a wrist, wrist grapple. grapple. Uh, loses that halfway through. Uh, manages to pick up a walking stick. His, his grandfather's. Yeah. Grandfather's walking stick. 
lands down, picks up a top hat, his grandfather's top hat, and has time to strike a pose. And now he's got mercury poisoning. <laughs> uh, he's not going to live long. Um, but then you're right. Everybody else assumes, ah, oh, it's safe now. He made it. Yeah, I wouldn't think that. No. I'd be like, I can't do that Until shit. Until you find an off button, I'm <laughs> staying here. Yeah. Can you unplug that thing from over there? <laughs> yeah, unplug it. Uh, and that's when the bad guys essentially... Uh, Shop and steal it. They steal it, yeah. 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 And I want to... Yeah, so there's some really good animation here and there's some really good kind of design stuff in this alien shit. But the coolest thing, I think, was when it burst through the... So they've got like this little spacecraft and they burst through the, the roof and it, you can't see it, but all the debris around it falls off in a sphere shape and I thought it looked really fucking good and I was like, why hasn't anyone else done that? Like, yeah, like I haven't really seen shield. that like as well as that looked. And yeah. I like watch Marvel movies and shit. It looked as good as anything in one of those. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's essentially like there's a shield, but you can't see it. So the only thing that defines the shield is the debris that's coming off it. Yeah. Which yeah, you're absolutely right. It looks incredible. Uh, and that's that ship that they they take out is the weapon. Yeah. It is the thing that is going to give them all of this or the power. power source or whatever you want to call it. Yes. Um, and that's a. So after they try to blow up Lupin um, and fail, they eventually go... He, uh, Geralt kills Lambert uh, and then he's about to... I think Can we... Lambert jumps in front of a bullet to kill the adopted daughter that he adopted just to use? Correct, yes. So he has feelings for her, but he's been a complete dick the entire time. Yeah. And he worked for the Nazis. Yes, I'm not saying that's not something that's not I'm not saying that's out of character. You know, if you know you've lost, you may as well go out like a hero, right? But at the same time, what a weird move. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just trying to escape and he just managed to walk <laughs> in front of the bullet. And he thought, fuck it, if I'm gonna die, I'll die a hero. Yeah. What a fucking weird He's way. He's a that- complicated individual. Also, we are treated to some of the greatest Hitler shit I've seen in so long. <laughs> Yeah, go on. No, 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 yeah. no. No, you go, Sam. Well, okay. So there is a fake photo floating around of Hitler supposedly alive. In Brazil. Uh, in Brazil. And uh, while they're floating in the sky, Geralt gets a call from headquarters saying, we have located the Fuhrer. And he, he is just like ejaculating everywhere. He is so happy. It's his wet Fucking dream. fanboy. He's got like the biggest heart on. So he goes back to the, the headquarters and out rolls Hitler in a, in a wheelchair. Um, surrounded by by soldiers and whatnot, and um, and Geralt is like fangirling all over Hitler, and shows him his gun. Look, oh, look at this, uh, this what's it, a Mauser, whatever kind yeah. of pistol it is, right? And um, I used to know, but now I can't remember. Yeah, whatever. And Letitia's like, oh, a gun. So she just grabs it and they just basically points it at Hitler's head. Man, she had the ch- like. If you were her and you thought that was Hitler, you take that shot, right? You take the shot. Take, Fuck, Hitler. take that shot. Take the shot. Thank God she didn't. She didn't take the shot. Um, because she's not, she's an innocent person. She doesn't, she's never killed. Uh, and Geralt Look, if there's one time to start. If there's one time to start. <laughs> she never had the talk, Nathan. She never <laughs> met you. She never had the talk. Um, so she doesn't, she doesn't kill Hitler. Never went, never went through the hypothetical, if you could go back in time and kill Hitler, would you? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, All right. So Hitler goes up into <laughs> the ship with Geralt. And Geralt shows him how to work this and Hitler is very excited. A little bit too excited. He forgets that he's in a wheelchair and stands up. Yes. He's, he's very animated. Uh, more so than what you would expect of, of Hitler. Uh, oh, 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 third, third act. He's become a DJ. He's become a DJ. 
And uh, Geralt now realization dawning is like this may not be Hitler at all. And is then that's when he that's when Lupin takes off the mask, drops the hammer. Yeah, he's really dead, you idiot, you yeah. fucking moron. Yeah, you dickhead. And I love that uh, Lupin is doing this while he's holding up the like fleshy mask and just kind of like <laughs> fleshy Hitler mask, yeah, like almost puppeteering it. I thought that was a very nice touch. And obviously Geralt is not very happy at all. No, so there's fisticuffs. Yes, but very Lupin, good. Lupin's already set it up so the thing's going to blow up. If you had the opportunity to go back in time and kill Hitler, but it gave rise to Mecha Hitler, <laughs> would you still do it? Well, I mean, do you know that it's going to give rise to Mecha Hitler? Oh, no, Maybe you let's, just let's... have another dictator that becomes even worse. Yeah, you Even don't worse? You don't know. You don't know. Mecha hey, Hitler's pretty nasty. <laughs> do you know what happens when you go back to prehistoric times and step on a mosquito? Bad things happen. We all turn into monkeys or some shit. All the all the mosquitoes have Hitler mustaches. I didn't mean to bring up time travel. I apologize. Time travel's amazing. <laughs> also, man. How do you make a, a drawing of a picture, a photo of Hitler, both terrifying and hilarious at the same time? <laughs> they did though. They they managed it. They pulled it off. Yeah. I w- it was like yeah. That when he rolls up in that wheelchair to begin with, I'm like, God damn, that's a good Hitler. <laughs> I love that before we even started this film, we looked up the... Scott, you looked up the IMDb and we saw there was a voice act of a Hitler. And we were like, Hitler's in this film? Oh, shit. Holy shit. And for a brief second, I was like, it's Japanese. We don't know where this is going to go. Let's, I don't know. Let's just hold off also, and be excited. Also, out, out of context clip of Nathan going, that's a good Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> can I just point that's out... That's what I called my dog. <laughs> that's a good Hitler. <laughs> can, we, can we point out that the music is done Thanks, by Norm a, a guy called Yuji Ono and he's like a lot of jazz, big bandy kind of stuff and he's done a lot of the Lupin uh, movies and TV that's shows. That's been used for years. That yep. Lupin... Like, the, and yeah. the end song as well has been Going used. back to Hitler, did you mention Ron Hitler Barassi yet? <laughs> <laughs> yes, listen to Tism. <laughs> this, uh, the music, Lupin traditionally has always been fantastic. Like big brass bands, you know, punchy numbers. Well, it's from the 60s. Yeah. So it's before things sucked. This is, but it still holds up. Like, this is still fun. It is still exciting. And it doesn't make me think they're trying too hard. Like, it, it is just fun. It, it hits the notes. It hits all the notes. This, I felt like this was going to be pastiche. I felt like it was going to be wearing the clothes. Isn't that a nut? No, that's pistachio. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a, a movie wearing the clothes, like wearing the animated corpse of Lupin. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. But it isn't. It, it keeps it, the spirit it, of Lupin. Yeah, it does actually keep the spirit mostly. Yeah. Uh, so you know, like after the big fight, they they activate the the weapon and it destroys itself. And uh, Lupin only manages to escape because he stole a gravity ball from earlier, yeah. which technically shouldn't be working anymore because it blew up. Because it blew up. Is that a Bluetooth range? Or if it does, <laughs> or or if it, the microwave's on, shit. Or if it does keep working, everything back at that base keeps working because the only thing that flew out of the base was that tiny bit, but the whole base is made with a bunch of shit, right? I know it's supposed to be the power source, but maybe it's not the power source. But if it's yeah, alien maybe. technology, where are the aliens? Our, our diseases killed them. The end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the right. The gonorrhea got them and then that was it. <laughs> COVID-1 got them. You know what killed them? The common cold. Sorry, just to, just to, <laughs> just to clarify here. Yes, Yuji Ono uh, did the soundtrack and you and Explosion Band conducted the music and the theme song was sung by Lin Inaizumi. So just what a thought. fucking great name for a band. What You and the Explosion Band. Is that why you? Why are you? Oh, why? Oh, so it is you. You and the explosion. Holy shit. Man, if only I could be that creative. I'm going to call it me and the explosion band. (laughs) 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 What about explosion in my pants band? There you go. Let's do it. Check that out. 
So anyway, we're wrapping up Lupin <laughs> no, the Third. So Lupin the Third, the first uh, explosion band. <laughs> it's <laughs> showtime. It's showtime. Semicolon. Um, <laughs> it it ends with uh, with them obviously killing Geralt. He falls into the black hole. Uh, Zenigata doesn't get Lupin because there's also another one other action sequence in it where they where they show how they took over the Nazi base because oh, yeah. there was actually a Nazi base. Yes, Interpol it wasn't all fake. Yes, well, yeah, it's a real Nazi base, uh, but they do it there's in no flashback. They do it in yeah, flashback. Yeah, they do, do it in flashback. Uh, and Zenigata is actually legit. You know, you got Jigen. This is a good showcase to have Goemon, Jigen, Zenigata actually doing their shit. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Fujiko's there too with a machine gun, just fucking people up. <laughs> it shows they're not just hangers-on. They're, they're yeah. central to his... I think they've already proven that by shooting bolts out of a sign and cutting plane, wheel, plane uh, wings off. Yeah, they could have got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Goldman does it like three times. Yeah. That guy's knife is real sharp. Real sharp. Uh, and then, so effectively, they have presumably destroyed the, the Third Reich uprising by taking over the base. Oh, for, only for, for about 40 years. Mm. Fourth Reich? The four, is it, would it be the Fourth one? Reich if Hitler comes back? Is it Hitler would or it Mech- still be the Third Mecha Reich? Hitler. Well, Mecha Hitler might just be like the third point five. <laughs> he could be the three point one four Reich. <laughs> that <laughs> patch sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uninstall, reinstall. Um, so Lupin, Lupin, and his group—they don't take uh, Letitia with them because they never do. They never. No, take no. They always leave the the woman behind. He's like, I come back in five years. Yeah, that's right. Which is like a university term, right? Come back in five years. For archaeology. Is it? She's going to go get a master's. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, I thought it was more like a bachelor and an honours year. It's a bachelor of arts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come back when you have your PhD. Yeah. That's... I don't date people without a PhD. Get the fuck out of here. And a f- funny scene with like a giant boat full of soldiers and policemen and they all salute her. On, on, like real stiff, real good. Yeah. As they go past. Not all that. And everybody's time. at the front of the boat, which would cause it to sink. So. Yeah. Well, I love that Z- uh, Zenigata is at the front, kind of like Titanic with his fist pointed at it. Let's get them! I like how Lupin, after coming back and doing all this work, is like, they rock up in the boat. He's like, you're driving. He's like, oh. Guess the boat has to drive off and the boat starts sinking and blows up and something happens. Oh, it's so fun. There's also that good bit where uh, earlier on where Lupin's trying to jump from the plane and Jigen catches the women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but Golem one, he jump, Lupin jumps off and Golem one like diverts the car so he lands in the dirt. Uh, yeah, it's just a splat. <laughs> it's yeah. like I have my hands full, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Why you do me like that? Uh, it's very good. And thus endeth Lupin the third, the first semicolon showtime. Good film. Yep. Good film. So shall we wrap up with our last things? Good, bad, shitty. Well, Will you thumbs watch up. It again? Thumbs up for me. Thumbs up for me. Yeah. Thumbs up. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to say thumbs in the middle because of my um, really? hey. hatred towards the animation style, but leaning... Oh, fuck it, thumbs up. Thumbs up. It was up. entertaining enough. It was very entertaining. Oh, but there's yeah. texture, there's good lighting. Yeah, the, the, light, the lighting. On the whole, the motion is good. The lighting is great. The backgrounds, the buildings the look good. The character design is good. Everybody's hair the looks great. Is good. So, yeah. But normally that kind of shit, I, I'm not really a fan of. But it, it uh, I mean, I wouldn't... Yeah. I would still prefer to watch a... It's not the Polar Express. Oh, God, the no. dead eyes. They didn't... That's just it. I think they've gotten to the point where they've gone past that creepy Uncanny Valley. And, like, I think Tintin was kind of creepy a, a little bit. It's too realistic, but not enough. Yeah, this yeah. this isn't realistic because they look like anime characters, which helps. But the dead eye stuff is gone. Like, they ha- look expressive in the eyes. They're reflective like a... I don't know. That doesn't look that too bad. Like, 
She has freckles. Yeah, she has, and you can sort of, and she's got a, she's got a, like a bump match. I don't know what kind of texture is it, but normal mapping. I don't know, fucking whatever. But where you can sort of, because skin's marginally translucent, you can sort of see through that first layer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it looks good. Impressive. Yeah. It looks nice. Look, if you're into, if you want something light, fun, kind of like un- the latest Uncharted, something that, you know, you don't have to think too much about. Did you see just, the latest Uncharted? I did. Isn't it good? I did, no. All right. Is this better nah, than that? Nah, it's all right. Hey? Is this better than that? This is better than that. Yeah, of course it is. But they're almost the same film. Yeah. Well, they, they're all the same. They're almost the same film. They're essentially Indiana Jones slash colon slash Tomb Raider. Yeah. Like, not all the, not all the Looper movies are like that, but these ones are. I will say Tom Holland is not the worst thing. He holds he holds that film. Really? Um, but but that is the kind of film. If you want like a fun adventure, an action adventure that's light and funny, fucking watch Lupin the Third because shit, there's a lot of crap out there and this is one of the best ones. No, not the best pieces of crap. I mean, this is one of the <laughs> better ones that you enjoy. Um, is, can we do a... Is there a thing that you would do in this film? Hmm. Uh, they're essentially Looney Tunes characters... Well, fuck, man. I like. I would be going on. I would slice the fuck out of everything, Uncle Roger style. I'd be like, <laughs> "All right, yeah, that's cool." Yeah, egg fried rice. Slice the shit out of that. Uh, um, do the breaststroke for the air. <laughs> that would be amazing. It would be fun for a while. Then I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die." How are you gonna get the shoe down from the roof, Scott? I don't know. Hang on a sec. Bloop, 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 bloop. I don't know. The Adventures of Fiat in Paris. What? Fiat, Fiat, the Fiat in Paris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Driving like a maniac because no one gives a shit. Reverse. Yeah. Reverse into parking spot. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, the, the driving sequences are good. There's two main ones. There's a bit where they get him out of the van and there's also the bit where the planes are coming in. And when that, when that Fiat jumps over the hill in the desert, it looks really good. Yeah. Like, it looks solid. It looked like a real thing. All Actually, the hardest thing to do in animation is to have movement that has weight. Yeah. And when, when people, like, when they're doing their fisticuff scene at the end with Geralt and uh, Lupin, the punches are weighty. Like, you think, if he gets hit with that, it's going to hurt. And that is pretty hard to do with animation. So, bravo. Uh, I think this is a Toho produced. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, well, well done, Toho. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think we could do any of our other, our other um, segments. So we might want to wrap up Lupin yeah, the man. Third. Okay. But that, that kind of concludes our anime celebrations yeah. uh, with two anime adaptations coming at you hard and fast. <laughs> We're into June. <laughs> what was the other one you guys did? Uh, the, Fable. the Fable. Fable 2. Fable of course. Two. Yes, yes. Yes. Which, funnily enough, I haven't seen the Fable 1. Um, I have now, but I hadn't seen it as at the time of recording, um, which is usually the case for sequels for me because I think everyone wants to try and get Attack on Titan 2, which I haven't read <laughs> or seen. But um, uh, yes, yeah. Scott. Sorry, some passing, some some late passing so, thoughts no, of wisdom. Some, some non uh, Lupin new, news or thoughts. We watched uh, the Everything Everywhere All at Once film with Michelle Yeoh in it. Good, bad, mediocre. Very good. Very good. If you can see that one in a cinema, it's worth it. But otherwise, wait till it comes out in streaming or Blu-ray or something. Uh, thumbs up. Do you want to hear up. a piece of trivia from me about that film? What originally was written for Jackie Chan. I can kind of see that, but yeah, it's much better with Michelle Yeoh. Jackie, Jackie doesn't have <laughs> that range. No, acting wise, mm. yeah. Like I said before, like I feel like maybe it could have been a little bit shaved off it, but it doesn't matter because there's so much going on in it that it doesn't. It's not detrimental to it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely I am going to watch it. So I'll see it once it comes to. I'm, that- still, I'm still iffy. I was, I was iffy about coming here tonight, but I'm still very iffy about going to the movies. That seems like a bad idea. You'd be iffy about coming here regardless of the COVID situation. That's not true. I love you guys. I'll see you <laughs> all the time. 
Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and listening. Uh, thoughts always welcome at the Asian Action Cast, Gmail, Twitter, Instagram. Well, we're not doing Twitter anymore, are we? Ah, uh, you can do Twitter. Well, I've still got a Twitter account because okay, do that, I like to be reminded whenever Elon probably, says I'd say probably Facebook and Instagram are the, or the email is the easiest way to get in touch, right? Fantastic. Love to hear your thoughts. Please do enjoy listening to us and please take care of yourselves. See you later.